Hello and welcome, everyone, to episode 131 of Level Up. 60 minutes of live Q&A where your questions, chat, and votes throughout the show. And a warm welcome to everyone joining on LinkedIn and YouTube today. Let us know your name and where you are joining from. We love to hear from you and get everyone involved. Our social team online and we'll post a link in the chat to vote up the questions that you would most like answered. And of course, to add your own. We live stream Mondays at 8 a.m. and Fridays at 2 p.m. UK time to both YouTube and LinkedIn. If your question is selected, your name will appear in the credits at the end of the show. So get yours in early and stay with us to see that happen. Today, we're talking about relationships and in particular, how to become a business relationship manager. This role is rapidly becoming a key part of an organization's internal and client-facing interfaces, interacting and bringing people together, improving communication, collaboration, and ultimately adding value. Joining us today, a very experienced panel who understands to build work-class relationships in business. So let's jump in and meet them. Hello, panel. Let me start with Diane. Diane Rampatara, she's a regular contributor to Level Up, Assistant Director, Public Service of the Republic of Trinidad and Tobago. Diane builds and sustains relationships across complex groups of stakeholders. Testament to this, she has served on the National Council for Sustainable Development and the Project Advisory Committee for Multilateral Environmental Agreements. Hello, Diane. Thank you, Stefan and APMG International for the opportunity to again appear on the panel. As organizations continue to function in a future's work environment, relationship building has become evident at the core of organizational success because alone we can do so little and together we can do so much. So I look forward to a very interesting show. Thank you. Yeah, you're so right, Diane. Thank you. The returning member to our panel is Malini Yayaganesh, joining us from Australia. Malini is a highly experienced business relationship manager who specializes in nurturing high-performing BRMs and teams and facilitates APMG-accredited business relationship management courses. In her spare time, she writes about food, culture, and relationships. She's also very engaged in, uh, in all kinds of women's affairs. And her proudest achievement in recent time has been supporting her team to achieve six Hall of Fame inductions. Thanks for joining us again, Malini, today. Absolute pleasure, uh, Stefan. And really looking forward to this, uh, this conversation about business relationship management. You know, with all the excitement around ChatGPT and other AI tools, my view is that as long as there are human beings, Business relationship management is still going to be a key area for us to focus on. Thanks, Malini. We hope there will be human beings for quite a long time. <laughs> All right. Um, next on our panel is Luca Gambetti. Um, he has a background in the IT industry and is building his business Equality Italia with the purpose of positively impacting Italian organizations through leadership and coaching. He holds a range of leading practice certifications and teaches and coaches 
on the BRMP and CBRM qualifications from the Business Relationship Management Institute. Welcome back to the panel, Luca. Thank you, Stefan. Thank you, APMG, for this event. We Last week, we discussed with a number of BRM communities in Italy the new paradigm of relationships opposed to or maybe extending products and services for the success of companies. And I am very happy to be here today. Right. Thanks, Luca. Also on a panel, and probably with his, I don't know, Mart, Mart Rovers might be here for, for, for 30 times in the meantime on this, on, on our Level Up show. Um, he, has, he has traveled between Europe and the US. Mart is uh, president of Interprom in the US and also Interprom Europe. He's a leadership consultant by day. He has been developing his media presence in parallel and bringing more value to his clients at Interprom. Um, not um, forgot to forget to mention uh, he's a business relationship manager and obviously in all levels he understands IT, understands uh, service management. Mark, welcome back. Thanks for having me again, Stefan. I appreciate it. Thank you, APMG, and thank you, uh, panelists. I feel really comfortable among such elite group. And thank you, everybody, for joining. I look forward to answering your questions. I want to say a quick uh, quote. Uh, it may be used from me uh, at this point. It's from Steve Jobs, and I thought it was maybe appropriate. He said, get closer than ever to your customers. So close that you can tell them what they need well before they realize it themselves. All right, okay. Not sure, Mark. I mean, we know you, you're coming up with quotes. We know that. And we are no, always I don't come up with that. I'm not that smart. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. So completing our panel is Suresh GP. And he's a, a regular contributor and regional ambassador of BRM Institute. He's the managing director of uh, Taub Solutions in the US, Singapore, and India, with a huge experience in IT service management, BRM, IT governance, agile, DevOps, consulting, and implementation services. He's been trainer of the year 2019 by BRM Institute, and he has won four Global Excellence Awards from that same institute in 2017. Suresh, welcome back to our panel. Thanks, Stefan. Thanks, team. It's been exciting for a passionate topic on business relationship management. And uh, I can't wait to see. I see people logging in from all different parts of the world. So bring it on. Let's have a blast. Let's have a blast. And uh, last um, to introduce is our question master for today, Sochitra Yakob, who joins us from the beautiful city of Bangalore in India. Hello, Sochitra. Hello, Stefan, and hi to all the panelists and our viewers. Looking forward to asking the questions for today's show. Well, why don't we start then with the first question, Suchita? What do we have? Sure. To start us off with is a question from Kim from Belgium. My organization does not have BRMs. However, I do see many of us managing business relationships. What is the benefit of having this as a separate role? Okay, let's start with Suresh, then Luca, then Diane, uh, in that order, please. Suresh. 
Kim, that's a great question. A lot of people ask us um, when we go to consulting, they say, we see a value of BRM, but we don't have a dedicated role called business relationship management. So one of the things that I tell people is understand what value that business relationship manager is going to bring to the table, right? Let's not have duplication of roles. So understanding the focus on BRM is towards value realizations um, beyond just delivering projects and programs. So in my opinion, if you have the business relationship management starting from creating or articulating value from the beginning with your business partners slash customers, till the time the value is getting realized, I think that is going to be a huge important asset to do it. So I'll leave it with that point of value creation, value realization, and value optimization as a core ingredient of having a PRM as a dedicated role. Okay. Thanks, Suvesh. Luca, your thoughts, please. Uh, yes, I've just uh, realized that, that uh, well, uh, maybe in, that in the question, uh, our, uh, our uh, um, participant says that why you need a separate person not a separate role. You definitely need a role, uh, someone who cares about relationship. It may be a person fulfilling another role, for example, a human resource director or whatever, but definitely you need a person who is skilled in managing relationships. Okay, thanks, Cynthia. Thank you very much. So once you have a dedicated role, you tend to find that there is an increased focus on achieving the mandate of that role, as opposed to having different persons within the organizations straddling different uh, duties and responsibilities. And the role of a BRM can be to articulate the needs of the organization and also to look at your projects and align them with technology. Because as you have advanced digitization and digital transformation within organizations, you tend to find there's an increased need for technology. So aligning projects with technology and having a person dedicated to that can help to achieve the business objective. All right. Interesting thought. Thank you. Um, and Mart, you would like to add something. Yeah, I think it, when you have a separate role, then it sends a message to the organization as in, hey, this is important. And then also think about it. You know, if we all get along, then great things can happen. But if we don't get along, we waste a lot of resources in essence. And of course, that's not the most effective, efficient way of uh, org uh, working as an organization. So how do I basically make sure that these relationships with, within an organization thrive. And it would be good to have some designated individuals that are specialists, experts in that, in that area that can help when it's about building trust or when it's about meeting needs and expectations. Maybe have a few uh, techniques that can help or a few solutions that can help. So we all get along eventually. Okay, all right. Thanks. So we have a round here that closes up with Malini, please. Uh, to build on what Mart has just said, um, 
you know, Kim, if you have many, many um, people managing business relationships, it's quite likely that there are some inconsistencies in the practice as well, right? And uh, what can sometimes happen is that the overall maturity of the relationships might actually default to the um, the lowest common, you know, um, uh, common denominator, if you like, in the way these relationships are managed. And therefore, I think if you did have uh, a dedicated role, they can actually help to uh, formalize and, um, you know, build um, build consistent, consistent practice, PRM practice within your organization. Okay. Thanks, Malini. <clears throat> we want to just uh, move on. We have so many questions that are, have been entered before and that come in currently live. So, Suchitra, can we just go to the next question, please? Our next question is from Jan. What would you qualify to be the deliverables of a BRM? And could you set a service agreement on their contribution? SLAs for a BRM. Diane, why don't you kick us off with this one? So increase interdepartmental collaboration between different uh, functions within the organization to ensure that your mandate is achieved could be one of the deliverable, as well as ensuring that your projects align to technology so that the most efficient process is developed and utilized to meet your customer needs and be some of the deliverables. Okay. Right point. Anybody else from the panel? Otherwise, we just move on. Oh, there's Luca. Uh, just uh, from some experiences, yeah, some some experiences I had working with companies. Companies used to measure the number of successful initiatives that were completed and the satisfaction of customers with these initiatives. This is very common in my experience. Okay, thank you, and Malini. Uh, I would like to just quickly draw attention to something that often gets overlooked. So deliverable, a, a good deliverable for BRMs is number of initiatives um, that are low value add that have not been progressed. In other words, you're actually helping the organization make better decisions uh, around value of investments. Thank you. Thanks, panel. And uh, Suchitra, I'd just like to move on to the next question. We have a live question that's coming from Hema Lokman. In an increasingly virtual environment for business, how can we build trust with humans? Oh, panel, what an excellent question. Suish, please start. Well, I think the COVID-19 has been a classic example of how we have seen this world move towards uh, virtual and now to a hybrid model. I think the first things first is on a virtual environment, you need to keep your videos on throughout. That's a basic baseline that I need to, I, I think we should start looking at it because the more we start seeing those opportunities, we will be able to see people's body language and the way we work. That's number one. Number two, when we talk about business relationship management, it's not just about projects and programs. So why don't we start with something uh, natural to kickstart as an icebreaker? Also have something that we can um, build the rapport with the people. 
and more importantly, um, be a good listener. I think being a good listener, being open and receptive will help a long way to bridge trust and uh, build partnerships. Thanks, Suresh. I, and I agree. I mean, it is a huge difference if we're meeting online or in person. We're missing about 85 to 90% of the communication that's mm -hmm. happening between humans. So I think it's a very important question. Luca, what's your view? Yes, my view is that in order to build trust with humans, the only way that is possible is to take commitments and fulfill those commitments. That means be very disciplined with uh, ourselves, only take commitments that we can fulfill. And over time, this will build trust. All right, interesting thought, as there might be also, I think, a difference between trust and reliability. Um, so if somebody uh, has a commitment that he fulfills, that sounds to me more reliable. But trust, I think, is something that goes deeper into our heart and deeper into our minds. Anyway, let's start with the next question, please. Our next question is again a live one from Susan. What type of career opportunities would be open to me if I obtain the BRMI certifications? I think there's a panel that can answer a lot to that. Susan, how, who wants to start from the panel? Diane, okay, and then Mart. So you can become a business relationship manager also because there are some rules that are interconnected within the organization. You can also move into project management, change management, and well, BRM. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And then Mark, please. Yeah, I would go a step further. Um, I, I totally agree, Diane, with, with what you just said, but you think about it, no matter what function or, or role you have in an organization, you know, you're, you're typically never on your own. There's always either customers or colleagues or partners, business partners you work with. And when these relationships all thrive, great things can happen, as I said earlier. But my, my point is we can all, in whatever role we have, benefit from having great relationships. So how do I accomplish great relationships? Like we saw in the previous question, Right, uh, when it's about meeting uh, needs and expectations to build trust, for example, how do I earn trust? Well, that's important for any relationship. So these certification courses uh, that are available from the BRM Institute, for example, definitely uh, worthwhile for any uh, role, if you think about it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, 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 wouldn't agree, I couldn't agree more, Mart, um, <clears throat> that when, when you have that certification, you actually have a lot of tools and techniques in place for yourself to do almost every role and definitely not just anything that has to do with IT. It can be in sales and marketing, um, although business is IT, as the BRM says. Um, but um, let's move on. Malini, please. Uh, I would also like to add that um, BRM is really all about leadership. Right, because uh, it teaches you to focus on um, strategic uh, opportunities, uh, as as well as you know, get comfortable between bridging the divide um, between you know strategy and execution. 
So I would say that the BRM qualifications are really a great stepping stone towards leadership roles. Okay, well, good. Thank you. Um, so Chitra, do we have any more live questions? We certainly have, Stefan. We have a lot of live questions that are just coming in. So the next live question okay. is from Caroline. What would you recommend for an organization that is re-establishing a BRM function after a lapse? All right, panel. So Luca will kick us off on Damalini. Uh, yes, uh, the first thing uh, that, that comes to my mind is to establish a clear vision for re-establishing a BRM function. Why you are re-establishing a BRM function? What do you want to happen? And maybe that understanding why there was a lapse, what can you possibly have learned about the past could be also useful. Okay, thanks, Luca. And Malini, your thoughts? Uh, I think it's also very important early on to establish clarity of the role. Um, so roles and responsibilities um, together with, you know, the other roles that the BRM will, will function with, with um, because that's often uh, something that, uh, you know, doesn't get as much attention to it and it does lead to problems down the track. Okay, thanks, Malini. And Diane? So indicating the benefits of having a BRM in your organization, both at the strategic and the operational level, can help to justify re-establishing the BRM function. So a business relationship manager operates at the strategic level where they align the work of the organization to achieving the business goal and objective, as well as at the operational level because they work with IT to meet IT technology needs of different departments and functions to ensure that your customer needs are met. So showing that it's double-barreled, where it's both at the strategic and operational level, can provide a further justification. Okay. Thanks, uh, Diane. Thanks, panel. We just move on. Um, Suchito, please. Another live question from Victoria. Is it just the service management sector that BRMs work in? Okay, I think um, Suresh, you want to start off with this one, right? Right, so for people, it's a great question, Victoria. I think if you look at it, um, if you don't have really service management at a bare minimum, then I think business relationship management goes out of place. So from that particular perspective, service management is a good starting point to look at it, but it's not mandatory that only the service management sector is where the BRMs work in, right? I've seen BRMs coming from all different departments in human resource, finance, legal, sales, marketing. So it's not that you need to be in service management, but knowing service management really helps because you're moving to make the shift from being tactical to strategic. Right, um, Suresh, and we have mentioned this before. I personally, by the way, think that uh, BRM is the next logical step for a service manager in their career. Um, so they come, can come from that angle, but they don't have to. Luca, your thoughts, please. Uh, 
Yes, simple answer, no, it's not limited to service management. Uh, one of my favorite VRMs is a, a learning and development manager uh, that was able to build a network of uh, training providers that are used to be competitors and now work together, creating a tremendous value. So short answer, no, not limited. All right. Not limited, right. Mark, what's your thoughts? I totally agree with what has been said so far. Indeed, I think, um, you know, as a business manager, uh, like the, uh, the title almost says, you know, you need to know the business. You are in the business, uh, as in that's that's where you live, in essence. And, you know, if uh, you know, I, for example, I came across a, a team of BRMs, and four of those BRMs were nurses in the past. I mean, that was their background. And of course, being the BRM for, you know, whatever hospital department they were representing, they had the perfect background to be the business relationship manager, you know, because of their uh, background being a nurse, for example. So just to put a little bit extreme there, it's all about knowing your business partner, your customer, what goes on in their organization, what is it, what are their challenges, what are their pain points, what are their opportunities, knowing the industry, knowing the market, I mean, that's, uh, you know, where you should focus on. And yes, I mean, if you have a service management background, definitely helps. But there will be some other areas you also should be, you know, familiar with and be good at and know about. So it goes much further than just service management. All right. Thanks, Mart. And uh, please, Diane, thoughts. So the role of a BRM is to encourage interdepartmental collaboration, interdepartmental interaction and communication. Having service management skills and being in the service management sector can help, but when you also need to interact with HR, finance, accounts, you also need to be knowledgeable about the technical concepts of those areas. So having service management can help together with your other competencies. Okay, thank you. And uh, also thank you to all these uh, viewers that we currently have live on LinkedIn and on YouTube. Um, and Sebastian, I can see you. Carolyn, uh, appreciate that you appreciate the answer of the panel to your question. And um, <clears throat> there's Sergey um, in Nigeria. Hello, Jordan, Mohamed from Jordan. Good morning. Yeah, good morning to you, Mohamed. Um, Glad you're here. And there's Idira from, from uh, also from Nigeria. Uh, Idira, hello. And from the UK. And we have so many people on this show and I'm really glad about it, but we have to move on because there's also so many questions, live questions coming in and questions that have been posted before. Um, so Chitra, where do we go next? Another live question uh, from Sebastian. How can an enterprise add more high value to the BRM if it struggles with capital, having capital constraints or limitations? Shall we go for AI bots or anything else? Oh, good. So that adds something to the question that we actually have, how to become a business relationship manager. Extra dimension on that. Um, Suresh, please start us off and then the end. Well, I think this is a great question, Sebastian. This chat GPT is just making everybody paranoid about our own work and what will happen. And I just want to make sure very clearly that just adding an AI bot or a chat bot is not going to solve the problem. 
if your fundamentals are screwed. Um, so the, the basics is you need to really get the basics up, up to date of what are we trying to accomplish? Where are our goals? What does it take us to reach that particular destination? And how are BRMs going to contribute to the overall goal and strategic purpose? Now, if you don't really get aligned with the purpose and the culture of the organization, just adding some of those uh, sophisticated tools and play toys is not going to help. So I want to exercise a word of caution before you jump into that. Yeah, always oh, the same. The same saying I don't say about tools, right? And fools. <laughs> Thanks, Suvesh. Uh, Deanne, I think you were next, right? Yes. So capital in an organization is important, but it's not necessarily the only factor that can help achieve organizational success. So the role of the BRM is to build relationships and to better understand your needs of your customers so that you can put processes and systems in place to meet those needs. So having interdepartmental collaboration, interdepartmental team building, using your negotiating, problem solving, and leadership skills can help to add value to the BRM and assure that the BRM adds value to the organization, even with capital constraints. Okay, thanks Diane. And Mart, your view. So, uh, thank you for mentioning uh, that uh, chat GPT thing. Um, Suresh, indeed, well, we, we did ask, uh, to uh, you know, what is best range of management? And the answer wasn't bad. However, the leading organization in, the, in you know, globally in this space, BRM Institute, has, you know, a certain message as far as what is best range of management. And few of what the, the Institute is putting forward was actually in the answer of the uh, chat GPT uh, uh, answer. So in other words, yeah, I wouldn't rely too much on uh, on those answers if they don't use the right data points or get the right data pool. Or, in other words, yeah, be mindful, be careful with these uh, AI solutions. They have their limitations. Yeah, and there's decision supporting and not decision making, right? At least that's what we Correct. expect. Um, thanks, Bart and Chitra. I would love to just step into the next question. Another live question from Tony. A BRM acts as the liaison between the business and the selected customer group within a department. What is the most important soft skill to have to achieve this? Okay, um, I can see that there is Diane, Malini, Lucas, Suresh, and I'm sure that Mart will add something to that in the end. <laughs> Diane, please start us off. So one of the soft skills can be social competence, where in your interaction with your stakeholder, you try to have a better understanding of their mood, what their feelings are like, so that you can improve the connection and the, the nature of the relationship with the stakeholder. Okay, good point. Um, Alini, please. I was going to say exactly what uh, Diane said, so now I'll think of something else. Uh, so just to extend on that, I think empathy, uh, the you know, the ability to put yourself in the other person's shoes uh, in an objective way, you know, suspend judgment uh, and progress uh, conversations. Sometimes it might be uh, con 
you know, difficult or challenging uh, conversations. That's actually a, a really key skill. Right. And Luca? Yes, I don't like really the term soft skill because I think that it's a very hard skill. But, but my preference soft skill is communication, being able, being having clear what to say and being sure that is understood on the other side and be prepared to listen and clarify again. Okay. And Suresh? I think for me, the biggest part is being comfortable in being uncomfortable. I think we all seem to be on a safe zone and safety zone. So we need to stop and say, if we need to have an opportunity to move about your comfort zone, that's going to be very important because you're going to navigate through uncharted territories. As you start to make that um, as part of your behavior uh, aspect, you're going to change a lot more things that you never thought you would accomplish in the first place. Right. Thanks, panel, for, for, for great statements uh, and answers on this one. So, Chitra, why don't we move on? Our next question is from Steve. I have been engaging proactively with business partners to understand their IT needs. My efforts disappear into a black hole within IT, and we don't see results. Any advice from the panel? Okay, there's now some practical advice um, <clears throat> demanded here. So we start with Malini and then Suresh and Luca. Uh, that's a great question. It's actually quite a common uh, challenge facing BRMs. And my uh, my uh, you know advice to you would be: uh, don't focus solely on uh, engagements or building relationships ships with your business partners you need to actually focus equally on building relationships with your colleagues within it right so if things are disappearing into a black hole you need to actually look into why is that you know uh, and then help your it colleagues um, to be able to come up with um, you know quicker responses better responses it might also be that you are actually uh, overstimulating demand you know, that IT doesn't have the capacity to respond to. And you wouldn't really understand that until you actually start spending time with your IT colleagues. Thanks, Malini. And Suresh? So one of the important things as you start to work, Steve, is that um, you're only as strong as the weakest link. So if you are not getting results from the relationship with the business partner, that means we need to look at our own house, whether it is in order or not. So you need to lift or elevate the capability of IT to deliver more value, but also ensure that we don't um, create value leakages, you know, back and forth communication, unplanned outages. These are some things that we could avoid. So if you're able to reduce value leakage and improve the IT capability, um, then I think we have a fair um, game on hands to move forward. Okay. And Advice from the panel, Luca, what's your advice? Yes, in my experience, it was very important to clarify what happens inside IT, uh, what they are doing, uh, what is uh, priority work. And uh, I have seen a huge success in using Kanban system for that. Okay, you recommending Kanban. All right, thanks. Mark? 
Yeah, this to, the way I'm reading this question, or I interpret this question is as when you make that business partner or whomever you're talking to, um, like that's your only way to communicate with IT. That's how I interpret this question as in, there's a single point of failure going on here. In other words, um, maybe that's not the right way of uh, expressing your needs and expectations. You have it uh, all funneled through one individual. Uh, doesn't seem like the right way of uh, organizing if if it's up to me. I would say, you know, where's your ideation uh, process, for example, or where's your continuous improvement process, for example. Um, in other words, there should be different ways to communicate uh, your, your needs and expectations than uh, depending, having it depend on the person. And I, I, I would 100% I would agree with this, uh, Mark. To me, it looks like um, there is the orchestration not really in sync and in balance when things disappear in a black hole in IT. So it's not just the business relationship manager is not the lawyer of the business. It's the intermediate. It's the orchestrator has to be sitting in there. So, Mart, yes, I think look at Steve, you look at IT, you look what, what, what needs to be fixed there first, uh, and don't worry about the business partners other than they might get frustrated all the time. Um, but but that's it's the, the key point is to balance out and to orchestrate. Thanks, panel. And Suchitra, let's move on. Our next live question is from Ron. The title of the episode is How to Become a BRM. Where would the panel suggest I start my journey? All right, panel. We have, I think, um, we have covered this already a bit, not covered, but uh, it has been touched in a couple of questions. But Diane, why don't you kick us off, please? So you can start with earning a degree in business, IT, finance, and there's also the certified business relationship management course that you can undertake as well to start your journey. Yeah, that's true. And the, and the BRM course doesn't even need any prerequisites, right? You don't have to have this or that. that. Okay, thanks. And Luca? And uh, adding to the training that is obviously useful, uh, please find a purpose in what you are doing. Find the purpose of your company, find your purpose and try to enter in sync. This will give you the passion, the energy you will need to successfully be a business relationship manager. All right, thanks for the advice, Malini. Ron, I will also suggest that you look up the website of the Business Relationship Management Institute. Uh, it's a membership institute, so for uh, for an annual fee, you can actually uh, log into their online campus and uh, you'll be able to um, network with BRMs uh, from around the world. And uh, there's a lot of value in actually keeping company with, with the sort of, uh, you know, with people who are all like-minded and you might actually uh, receive some great ideas from other people about uh, their own career journeys and, and where you can go. Yeah, thanks, Malini. I can uh, I can only agree to this as a, being a BRMP by myself and being on that uh, campus on the BRM Institute is really a valuable um, piece of uh, source, resource for me. Uh, Mart, I thought you wanted to have... Oh, it's Suresh, sorry. Suresh wants to have. 
Yeah. Another thought here. So I, I want to I want to take another step to see one of the most important thing uh, if you want to go into business relationship management is are you a genuine lover of people? Um, I always believe your network is your network. So get familiarized with connecting with people around different backgrounds, different uh, departments, functions, so that you understand how to connect the dots. So understanding and building relationship with different people across your ecosystems, my friends, colleagues, industry uh, people, and uh, academic institutions is going to be very important so that you will be able to connect the dots quickly. So just keep on looking out for how do we connect with people and they get different perspectives because that will help you to move forward in the journey very um, practically. Good advice coming here. And Marth, what would you like to add, please? Just one uh, minor detail. Great answer so far. Um, there is always also LinkedIn groups. You know, you should become uh, and should start following uh, to start learning. There are uh, publications that you can find on the BRM Institute's website if you want to read up on it, uh, but become active in that whole community. That's basically the message. Uh, and, and that could be a very good first step. And then, uh, you know, you can take it up to the next level to become a member of the BRM Institute or to take uh, a BRM course uh, and get certified. But... Right. Thank you. <clears throat> and um, let's move on then with the next question. Our next question is from Cindy. In a futures work environment, what are some of the core competencies you need to become a business relationship manager? So in a futures work environment, you need to consider different aspects in terms of what is the type of work to be done, who will do the work, and actually what competencies or the skills that you would need to be able to undertake the functions. So in a futures work environment, some of the core competencies would be good negotiating, problem solving skills, listening skills, communicating skills, and as a soft skills I had mentioned before of social competence. All right. Thanks, Diane. Um, as you might uh, have acknowledged, we have a little bit of uh, technical issues here, but that's what it's life. We are live, and that's why this can happen. And Suresh, can you please uh, continue with the answer? We have a very experienced panel, you can see. So I think this is a great question, Cindy, because when we talk about core competencies, uh, we talked about, and Diane mentioned a lot of those important skills. But I think a very important aspect as we start to go through is strong interpersonal skills. You know, How do we act and react? Um, the second aspect that I think it's going to be important is uh, ability to be uh, fearless. A lot of times we don't have that ability to go away from your comfort zone. Uh, we tend to do things that are uh, comfortable and how we, we get doing our own. The last but not the least is ability to um, um, work and execute um, th small things that will help us build trust. So your competency is to commit what you can really do, like what uh, Luca said, and then deliver it on promises because that will give you an opportunity to spearhead on that direction. So do what you say and uh, you know take it forward. Thanks, uh, Suresh. <clears throat> and um, I, I don't know if I missed anyone because of this technical uh, interference. We have, Mart, was there anything you would like to add or? Just quickly, um, I think being a leader 
is something that I would um, def definitely emphasize on. So beef up on your leadership skills as far as your, one of your competencies. Um, get your feet back in leading uh, teams or leading uh, initiatives, uh, leading conversations. Um, in other words, be a leader. So I definitely say that's one of the things that we work on. All right, thank you. Okay, let's move on with the next question, Suchitra, please. A question from Steve. The CIO has informed senior business executives that the BRM team is a front door. Other teams in IT ignore this, and I feel my BRM role is not valued. How do I deal with this? Ah, that sounds familiar to me, that question. Uh, let's start up with uh, Suresh, Diana, and then Luca. So this is a very important question, Steve, that we have to understand there is a level of insecurity that comes for the IT team because they think that they are not going to face the business. So one of the important part is to stay calm, composed, but also understand how the BRMs can help IT to uh, progress in their things and also uh, be a spokesperson for IT um, with the business partner. So making sure that you understand why they think otherwise and helping them to um, give a confidence that you are here to support and compliment them rather than just taking out their roles and responsibilities. All right. Uh, yeah. Thanks, uh, Suresh and Diane, please. So I agree with Suresh and also to add that communication and information is important in an organization. So understanding not only your function, but your function in relation to other departments and other functions can help to clarify this issue with regard to, e to IT so that they can better understand how what they do can help other departments meet their targets and achieve business organizational goals and objectives. All right. Thanks. And as you can see, people out there live on LinkedIn, yeah, this is a very experienced panel, really fun working with these people because there's not a single question that they cannot answer or give a provider a very sophisticated and valuable answer. <clears throat> I think we have, if I look at the time, we have um, time for another question. But before we do that, I would like to ask Malini to give us another thought. Well, I think there's an opportunity to really by the front door, right? Uh, I doubt that CIO has actually implied right, that you should be the single tact. But that's often how other people in IT might interpret this to mean. And they feel that you are actually going to stop from engaging with, um, you know, with other with executives. It's really important to clarify your single point of focus as an order. Right? And that you will actually ensure that the specialist experts uh, within IT are actually brought into um, the conversation where they are required. All right. Thanks, Malini. And Suchitra, right stepping up into our last question for today's show, please. Our last question is from Ron. Where would I start with joining a community of practice? Okay, 
what a hesitant panel. I'm disappointed. Okay, we have <laughs> Diane, um, Malini, Luca, and then Suresh. Please, Diane, kick us off here. So what, so what I can contribute is the BRM Institute is a great resource. So you can think about joining that institute. Okay, good point. BRM Institute, probably we have a link in the chat somewhere if our social team could do this. And uh, Malini. Uh, Ron, I think, um, you know, within the BRM Institute, you'll find multiple communities of practice, you know, based on geography, um, the sector that you might be in, you know, is it public sector, uh, you know, uh, mining, et cetera, et cetera, banking, et cetera. So you'll actually find, um, you know, quite a lot of communities of practice, um, you know, that might actually um, be of interest to you. I don't also to think, you know, sort of think a little bit outside the box. You can and tap into some communities like uh, the International Institute of Business Analysis, you know, IIBA, or man, uh, management uh, communities of practice, et cetera, where people will actually be interested in relationship management competencies and capabilities. All right. Thanks, Malini. Um, and Luca, please, your thoughts. And uh, you can also join a local chapter of the BRM Institute. Uh, for example, here in Italy, we started uh, a chapter with uh, many organizations, many big organizations inside. So uh, a local chapter of the BRM Institute or another local chapter of another association could be a great idea. Yeah, I've also heard that there are several either chapters or, or LinkedIn groups, interest groups um, across the world different languages even uh, for business relationship management. <clears throat> All right, Suresh, would you complete this question then? No, I think, I think people have said everything great, but I would also say that do not underestimate what you have within your own organization. Um, catch hold of three to four people who have liked interest, go out for a beer or go out for a place where we can actually bounce ideas. That could be a community of practice by itself. Don't underestimate because you all have got years of experience that you can come there and share perspectives. So start with that and then grow over a period of time. All right. Thanks. Um, well, we have another nine minutes to go for this show. Maybe we could um, take even one more last question. So, Chitra. <laughs> sure. And yes, this is another live question from Maya. Where would I start to obtain the certifications I need to become a BRM. All right. Uh, I think anybody from the panel would be happy to answer that. So let's make it a quick answer. Thanks, Diane. But would you please start us off? Sure. There are lots of certifications that you can look at. And some have been mentioned before, but with an increased focus on IT, you can look at the IT business relationship management course to assist you. Okay. Thank you. And Suresh? Now, there's a new course that is going to come as part of technology BRM. So if you are going to be in technology, you kind of do that. But its starting point is business relationship management professional. So anyone who wants to develop a career, that's the first starting point to go on. All right. And um, what just pops through my mind, uh, Suresh, is the, the, the memory I have when I once attended the Grab a Pizza simulation uh, with you. Yeah where you introduced me to the term and to the world of uh, business relationship management, um, which is from Gaming Works, for example. And, right, 
Yeah, um, absolutely. I think we we have a um, we have a topic that needs more than an hour because there are much more questions. So many live questions came in today. I apologize that we cannot cover them all. Um, although I try to speed up here, I'd like to thank our producers for the for all these questions today, and uh, also to the panel. And um, those producers are those that uh, have ac actually um, added live questions. So um, watch out for your name in the credits if your question was selected. <clears throat> so we should complete this session with some closing remarks. And I will just uh, begin in, uh, in reverse order with Suresh first, please, your closing remarks. I think uh, relationship-centered organizations are uh, thriving. So with all the um, new technologies and stuff, I will tell you, invest on relationships, and they are going to take you beyond uh, in the future. So they are going to be sustainable source of your income as well. Um, that's what I want to close. Relationship is the currency that you want to deal with business in the future. All right. Thanks. And Mark, please. I could not agree more with uh, Shiresh, uh, indeed, because your customer's perception is your reality. And that's how I want to finish it. All right. Yeah, thank you. And Luca, your closing remark, please. <laughs> I was really amazed to see a lot of people coming from different parts of the world. Uh, a lot of uh, questions coming in, coming from every side of the world. I think that the relationship-centered organization are really there to stay. This is a new paradigm. I am excited to work with this. Oh, good. <laughs> Thank you very much. Malini, your closing remarks, please. Uh, similar to Luca, I was really excited, uh, you know, the large volume of questions coming our way uh, today um, from from all over the world. So there's definitely, you know, a, a really in, uh, which makes me very happy because I feel that as a BRM, uh, you know, all my, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a role that actually this is most of my compared to any other role. And I, as a uh, so fulfilling and I would wish that for each and everyone who's actually watching us okay great thanks and Diane the closing remarks in a futures work environment and even with an increased focus on digital transformation and digitization we still need to understand and recognize that relationship building is the basis and the core of departments functioning properly and working together. So relationships are important for organizational success. Thank you. Abs absolutely, and I couldn't agree more uh, on this one. My colleague Suchitra, uh, who's been our question master, um, what's your closing remark, Suchitra, for today? I totally enjoyed the show, Stefan, and all the panelists. The number of live questions that just kept coming in was incredible. And of course, I enjoyed listening to the panelists as well. So thank you. All right. Well, well done, everyone. Thanks to you, Suchitra, and to all the people in, in, the, in the background, people we can't see at the moment, who are helping us to run this show. And there are a lot to mention. Watch out the credits. Um, 
Over on our APMG website, you can search for answers to, I think it's more than 1,500 questions in the meantime that have been answered by this panel and other panel members. It's a comprehensive free resource that connects you with 200 experts from around the world. Um, <clears throat> this show is also available on audio version, as, as an audio version on, on, on your preferred podcast platform, be it Apple or Spotify or Google. Next, coming up this Friday, 17th February, we explore the theme of your must-have project management templates. And then next Monday, uh, we are going to share some practical tips and hints about building a culture of agile change. So level up, your career is, um, is um, moving on uh, twice a week, as you can see. Please subscribe to this show and we will send you a personal summary of what's coming up in the next couple of weeks and months. And also how you can join us here on the panel and become a panelist yourself and level up your career with APMG. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, panel. Thanks, producers. Thanks, all the staff from APMG in the background. See you on the next show. Thank you.